Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Very delighted to, we have a new panelist. Uh, yes, can we give a warm welcome to Mona? You can send, you can send greetings, Mona, over here. Thank you very much, Apmo. Good morning, everybody in the room and online. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, I'll start with a very special person in the room, uh, my mom. Uh, hey. And uh, I promise to send greetings to my husband, Yay. Jordan, and our three children who are watching, and a whole host of family and friends who I'm sure are watching as well. Thank you very much. Awesome. Can we give a warm welcome to Mona again? Um, we have the return of the grace. Anyway, we have <laughs> Mr. Grace Munira is back. So those of you who have been wondering which books to read in this season, I can tell you you are sorted. Can we welcome him? Grace, please say something to these people. Thank you very much, um, Apmo. And good to be back. Can I send greetings? Of course. Okay. I send greetings to my mom. Um, my mom taught me business and um, gave me the real foundation um, by P2. I was handling the family finances and um, by, by P2, yes. Um, by S1, she was giving me my pocket money in advance and I was investing it. Um, and multiplying it. <laughs> <laughs> Senior one. Senior. Wow. Some people have been going a long time. Now you can go ahead and share the link because we have started for real and you'll be amazed at all the things that you're going to hear. Now, I, I realize that it looks... Who is the interviewer today? Is it you, you. Grace? You. Or is it Mona? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is denying the role. But anyway, so we are talking about the same things we've been studying about church, but applying the same wisdom in the realm of business. And the way it all starts is Jesus, when he was going, he told the disciples that you will receive power in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me. And it gives four stages. Stage one is Jerusalem. That's where you're situated. Stage two is Judea. That's in the region surrounding where you're situated. But the region having the same culture. So for example, if you're in Uga here in Kampala, stage two would be maybe Greater Kampala and all the people who speak the language. Stage three would be Samaria, which is like a national influence. So you're going to people who speak slightly different language, such a different culture, and stage four, the ends of the world. So this is as a result of them receiving the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Now what I like to say in business is that that's 
sort of the idea, when, the, when you get the idea, the big idea, when you can't sleep, you've been attacked by this idea of selling potatoes or selling medicine or selling cookies, whatever. You, you, all you dream about is cookies, brown cookies, light brown cookies, blue cookies, ginger cookies, uh, anything cookies. So I, think, I feel like in, in relation to, because the church can't start without the Holy Spirit. You can't run a church without the Holy Spirit. You can't run a business without the idea, the big idea. But what Jesus told them is that when that happens, it will be four stages. And what we are trying so hard here at Business Garage is to get some people, however few, to embrace the four stages. So, uh, Grace and Mona, talk to me. Who wants to go first? Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, Seneca. Seneca. Um, one of the old greats said that to the person who has no idea where he wants to go, there is no favorable wind. So it doesn't matter. If you don't know where you want to go, then no wind will, will, work, help, for you. will work for you, regardless. So I think that's where um, the whole idea of ideating and visioning comes from. They also say that um, a dream is not that which you see when you go to sleep. A dream is that which doesn't allow you to sleep. And there is a story told about these two, these three uh, friends who, you know, one of them went to trekking and then um, lost their glasses. Glasses? Yes, glasses uh -huh. like yours. So they were frustrated. And so he shared with his friends how, you know, it would cost him quite a lot. Later in the night, they called, they called each other and they were all awake and thinking about how to solve that problem. They formed a company called Wobi Parker. Wobi Parker is in the US, they sell glasses. But they solved a problem of glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So out of a problem, then vision is built. Out of a pain, then vision is built. Out of a challenge, vision is built. Uh-huh. Mona, you can't... Yeah. Picking up on that, thread, on that thread of out of a challenge is uh, where vision is built. I'll use agribusiness, uh, agricultural uh, business initiative where I work uh, as an example. The challenge is our agricultural sector, our mm. agribusiness sector. We are an, agro, uh, uh, an agrarian economy, so to speak, and so the challenge is making it work. Now, I, I, I'd love to get to, 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 to see um, uh, the, the, the very first person that th thought of the idea of why agribusiness agri um, initiative exists, which is really to promote uh, a, a sustainable, uh, a profitable and sustainable agriculture uh, economy. So that's our big vision and idea. Mm. But I'd like to believe that the person that got that inspiration was indeed seeing that challenge, that we're an agrarian economy, but something is not working well, and we need to take it to this bigger 
idea. Mm. Um, mm. I'd also like to, 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 to lend or borrow from your idea, from the teaching of up, in, out. Yeah. It starts with a big vision, a true north, a compass. Mm -hmm. Linking that to prayer, you get that big vision, true north, out of this challenge from praying, from your relationship, from praying and, and, and fellowshipping with God, mm. corporately and individually. And individually so yeah. it starts with the up. So the up uh, is where you get your inspiration through prayer to solve a challenge which creates that bigger vision. And ours is really uh, profitable, sustainable, and uh, uh, impactful agricultural um, uh, economy, so to speak. Wow. So, vision. It all starts with vision. You can only go as far as you can see. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so to, out of those five Ps, praying, partnering, pastoring, uh, praying, partnering, preaching, pastoring, planting, I think that the others are sort of the practical stages. But there is, sometimes we look at the vision side as not a practical stage. What, what I realize is that most people end up with the vision that they have, not the vision they should have. I think it was T. H. Eka in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, where he says, never believe what your brain tells you. Never believe what your brain tells you. Because we take it for granted that the thoughts we are having are the thoughts we should be having. Yeah. When, like those of us who are in church, if all you ever attended is a church that can seat 200 people, every time you think about church, you will only think to the maximum of around 200 people. Yeah. Now, those are the thoughts you are having. Question is, are they the thoughts you should be having? Okay? If, when you were employed, the maximum salary you made was 10 million shillings. Even when you start a business, what you are targeting is 10 million shillings. having 10 million shillings come to you. You feel like once you hit that, you have succeeded. Mm. So it is impossible to think beyond certain limitations because we have not been provoked to think like that. What do you have to say about that? Um, yes, go ahead, Mona. I quite like um, the, the, the idea you brought that what you're thinking is not what you should be yeah. thinking at times. Prayer is a place where refinement happens. Mm -hmm. And refinement of visions in businesses happens. Or growth or modification so linking that, there's a lot of engagement that happens with um, teams, with the market, the stakeholders. And it's okay to start with what you have yeah. and then modify it as you go along, touching what you think, what you said, what you thought at that time worked. And now you need to uh, change course, uh, make your vision bigger and that type of thing. And practically in the business world, there are all these... Um, uh, business plan, 
uh, reviews, and that's, and that's part, part of it. And the leaders need to constantly draw their inspiration again up mm -hmm. uh, uh, from God. Uh, uh, so so that's, that's how I'd make the linkage. And that as you continuously engage with God uh, and your true north, the revision and enhancement comes as you go along. Mm. Yes, Grace. Vision, vision helps um, clarify three things. Number one, vision helps you create big thinking. By default, we think small. So when you envision something, then you are forced to think beyond your boundaries. Number two, vision helps you break assumptions. Assumptions that you usually have had or society has had. So someone has asked themselves, should women minister? Should women minister at all? And someone else has said, no, they shouldn't. Someone is asking themselves, no, they should actually. Should children come to Christ? Someone is saying, no. Another person is saying, no, that assumption has to be broken. Then the third aspect of vision would be taking advantage of opportunities and minimizing threats. So you're asking yourself, hmm, this thing in Ukraine, this thing in Russia, how then can we make sure that we are less dependent on, you know, on them? And so how can we create our own wheat? How can we then do our own thing? Maybe if we are depending on them for military support, how can we make our own bullets? <laughs> and so from that, it seems weird and wild, but then something is then birthed. So that's what vision is, is, is all about. Mm. Now, I want, yes, now you guys are very practical, yeah. By the way, you can find these two on the Business Leaders Network every day, 7 to 7.30. There is a discussion on Zoom. Don't miss it. It's very provocative. You'll be provoked and encouraged. But I want to push back a bit because I feel like you guys, you are the practical, okay, I'm also practical, but you are seriously giving us the practical stuff. But I, I want to challenge the assumption that people are actually thinking the right thoughts. Because until I had T.F. Ecker say that, I thought that the thoughts I'm thinking, if I'm thinking it, that's it. And then I realized that most of the time we are actually not thinking the thoughts we should be thinking if we want to go somewhere. Because the thoughts we are thinking have brought us to where we are. Mm. Even with prayer. <laughs> but then there are thoughts we should be thinking even with prayer. Now think about it. These guys, even though Jesus told them, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. When the Holy Spirit came, and they started operating. They decided to stay. to stay in Jerusalem. It took people starting to die and persecution to finally wake up and say, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I think we have to go. And I think that that 
which happened to them is happening to us even as I talk now. Because there are not many people who are trying to think past the thoughts they are thinking. Later on we may suggest how do we, John Maxwell talks, talks about seeing more and seeing before. How do we see more before? That's what makes us leaders. Leaders see more than other people see and they see it before other people see it. That's why leaders are a very interesting lot to live with because they live in an unexisting world. The moment you arrive at the place they were talking about, they have moved into their next dream world which doesn't exist while the other people are trying to cope with the current world. So, but I want to push back. Do you, do you feel like we are thinking the thoughts we should be thinking with our businesses today? No, we are not. Mm -hmm. John Maxwell says, few people think. <laughs> few people think. You see, people think worrying is thinking. But few people really think. And he has a, a framework he uses uh, for thinking. But just like prayer, one needs to take time off to actually think and say, where am I? Where do I want to go? Where do I need to be? Who do I need to be with? Mm. I think that questions, in my view, help clarify that thinking. Should we continue like this? How can we be local and think globally? Mm -hmm. yeah. What are the elements that are local that we can bring to the global environment? And what are the elements that are global that we can bring to the local environment? Yeah. So that kind of thinking then makes you do things very differently. Even in terms of structure and hiring, you have to form a set of questions and ask yourself, am I going to run this thing as the, the general with a thousand helpers, or I'm going to empower these people to run it as if they actually own it? So it is thinking, and in my, in my, my belief is that thinking and time alone really helps you clarify so, so many things. And I think it's one of the greatest investments uh, an entrepreneur can make. Mona. Yes, Mona. I Thinking. Couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And it's very incumbent on the leaders, a business leader, to take time and actually uh, engage in cognitive thinking about their businesses, research, understand, understand the environment, understand understand the product, understand what they're dealing with, especially on behalf of the people they're leading. Because the people that they are leading and working with tend to be focused on the day-to-day. -day. Now the leader needs to take a step back um, with, with them as well, but it is incumbent on, on the leader to remain strategic, uh, as much as sometimes you have to get operational, and keep looking at the big vision even guiding the operations people uh, about their operations and how it's feeding into the big uh, vision. So yes, time away, uh, in solitude sometimes, and corporately, as it is with prayer, yeah. to, keep, to keep 
refining, to keep refining uh, that vision and drawing, you know, drawing people uh, in the direction that one wants to go. There's that thing that if you have no, no, no direction, any road will take you there. So it's important to keep, to keep um, the big picture, the big picture alive and well in, um, in, in, in the businesses' uh, minds, uh, the business uh, actors' minds. Grace, is there a difference between thinking and dreaming? Hey. Mm. <laughs> <There is. laughs> yes. Um, thinking, you see, with thinking, you're, you're really freeing up your mind. And the good thing with thinking is you own real estate that uh, no one has claim to. So I think I can be president of Uganda. Mm -hmm. And it's your problem if you think I cannot. <laughs> you see, so this is the thing. Thinking allows you break boundaries that um, you know you not have broken, and you can build and rebuild and remodel without really any repercussions. And it is important that you build, break, and build and break, because it's your real estate, really. What was the, the question? Is there a difference? Is there a difference between Dream. thinking and dreaming? And dreaming, dreaming. I just think maybe they're the same. Because dreaming is really fantasizing, imagining. <laughs> <laughs> and still, no one, no one will criminalize you for that. The only thing is, in both cases, you have then to move your thinking and your dreaming to other people and say, hey, by the way, I'm thinking about this. Mm. Is, is, is it is, can we go to Kenya? Is it possible that we could operate a branch in Southern Africa? Is it possible, you know, begin to think about it. Is it possible that we could, you know, run this operation profitably and pass it on to the generation and the generation that will come after? So then you're throwing a challenge at the people that you lead to get out of their comfort zone and then begin moving in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, there is, uh, I've seen it on, on YouTube, Areho Kamara saying, we should address the contradiction between thinking big towards action yeah. and thinking big as a way of coping out. Case in point, there used to be a young man who used to come to this church who we, we all used to call him Nasa because he had assured that's how he was going to go and work with the national airspace agency of the United States of America. So he was so fascinated by rockets. What problem is, he didn't study anything science either at high school or university, and we don't think he even finished his university degree. So, <laughs> but he's trying to assure us that he has a dream. So there's I, I've learned that there are people who dream actively while working towards it. While there are those who dream like they are telling you about the other mountain this side, but they are literally walking in the opposite direction. And I don't know whether they are planning to go around the earth and then emerge from the other direction. What, what do you have to say about that, Mona? Sounds like to me you're saying thinking 
is what operationalizes the dream. Uh, Say that again. Thinking, thinking uh -huh. is what operationalizes or brings into operation the, the dream. dream. Yeah. So now, the gentleman who had the NASA dream, uh, if he'd thought about it, he'd have broken it down into steps. What do I need to do incrementally to get me to this big dream? Yeah. And while we're on the topic of thinking, there's this book, Think Again, and I forget the, uh, the author's name, but he challenges us to, to challenge hypotheses. Adam Grant. Hypoth Adam Grant, yes. He challenges us to um, challenge um, hypotheses and not be too fixated on thoughts and ideas and be open-minded because that refinement, that incremental operationalization happens with that broad-minded thinking. At the same time, um, one must manage it in parameters because anything will go. And it's important <clears throat> to, to have a reasonable level of blinders to be focused, but at the same time, step out and look aside and see um, and take in other ideas and viewpoints. Um, so those are the two things I wanted to say about thinking. It operationalizes dreams, but while we're thinking, uh, be open-minded and challenge things sometimes that you hold dear mm. for the purposes of refining that big dream and vision. Yeah. So think again. Thinking operationalizes the dream. Dreaming, I can dream a thousand churches, three thousand, and stay in one small place while telling people that we are going to have 3,000 churches, which in itself is dangerous because at some point, the people you're leading start to wonder whether it's true. Yes. Because they're not seeing any progress being made, even a one or two steps. Yeah. So they start thinking, hmm, I think our leader is living in the alternative universe of a lack of reality, as opposed to you're doing something about it. Grace, what do you have to say? I think your friend had a problem, okay? <laughs> and this is in, 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 in purpose-driven life. Yeah. The first sentence um, Rick Warren says, it's not about you. So what problem was he trying to, to solve? To solve, yeah. I think he was trying to solve the problem of coming from the village and trying to go <laughs> as far as possible away from the village as you can. And I think a, a rocket is a good idea. <laughs> you see, if the, the first step is, even, even when you're doing design thinking, the first step is to empathize. Say, what is it like to walk from Namugongo to town? Mm. So you, you, you really think, let me try. And you try to Naria and you, 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 you jump on a border and go. Then I, I know someone during the lockdown mm. who rode a bike, borrowed a bike and rode it to town. Bicycle, mm. like Gary Hiro. Yeah. On their way back, they just left it in Kamoch. <laughs> <laughs> it was easier to walk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He hadn't ridden a bike in a long time, so he thought yeah, he would just repeat what he used to do 20 years ago. Uh -huh. Alas, master. <laughs> so, you must empathize and really immerse yourself in these people. 
That's why someone will go, you know, live two days in the same community and get to understand what is it like to, you know, have one meal or half a meal a day. Mm. Then you're empathizing. And you must also be able to define what exactly is the problem that you're, 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 you're trying to solve. Because they say defining the problem itself is half the problem solved. So if you can define the problem, then you are way on, on your way. Mm. Then, you know, ideate around the thing. Prototype. Do you have a prototype? Did your friend at least build some banana fiber <laughs> <laughs> rocket? <laughs> rocket. To say, okay, let's blast off from here. Um, maybe we go 10 meters off the ground and then mm. we see uh, how we can compete with NASA. Wow. Just uh, uh, yeah, something that has come to mind, uh, touching off that, and over what we said, thinking operationalizes a dream, a result, the end result of thinking ordinarily or should be a plan. Mm. Back to, we are uh, going to plant 3,000 churches. Mm. Big dream. Think about it, plan. You tend to show us a plan. And we tend to see progress against set plan. Mm -hmm. So that crystallized as we were speaking. So thinking is the way you operationalize a dream or vision. And the end result of thinking should be a plan. Which plan gets reviewed, refined, talked about, discussed. And as you operationalize that plan, whoa, 3,000 churches, what next type thing? Eesh. These people, thinking, dreaming, thinking the end result is a plan, plan, plan. which is like strategy, right? Yes. Yeah, of this is how exactly. we will get there. there. Dreaming is, this is the there. Big vision, yeah. This is how we will get there. Do you want to add something, please? Yeah, I was just thinking, okay. Um, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, yeah. always. Yeah. So, you want to get there, but also be realistic. Mm. And one of the things that shows you that you're sold out to an idea is your language changes. Mm -hmm. That is why when you're influenced by alcohol, your language changes. <laughs> and so when serious. you uh. are influenced by your vision, your language should change. Mm. And we should see that you're sold out, you, the vision bearer, you're completely, totally sold out to the idea. To the idea. Because sometimes yeah. we are trying to sell an idea we are not totally sold out to. Yeah, an idea we are not convinced about ourselves. I am told mm -hmm. that the word enthusiasm actually comes from enthused, which is to be possessed. So the people who were enthusiastic we are almost like demon possessed by an idea. Okay. They were possessed by an idea. Yes. Not by a demon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to be enthusiastic. Exactly. You are enthused. You are possessed uh -huh. by an idea. But if no one has ever come to ask you about something, uh -huh. 
please keep your job. <laughs> keep your job. Don't try resigning and saying you want to become an entrepreneur. Hopefully you're enthusiastic about said job. About I, the job. I yeah, hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you are going into the field, it means people should be asking you about it because you're breathing, talking it the whole time, right? Yes. I, 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 I know personally, I'll give you an example. I know a medical doctor mm-hmm. who was really very passionate about what he was doing. And so one of his clients said, look, have you ever thought about uh, starting a, a hospital? And this young man said, yeah, I've ever thought, but I don't have the money. The guy said, no, I'll give you a building six months free. Okay. Yeah. Because he was? Passionate. 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 Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Yeah. About what he was doing. Yeah. So, do people see you possessed by what you say you want to do? Now, most people are not possessed by the thing. Yeah. And I think there's a way to be possessed by it. Even the disciples, they were not possessed by the thing. That's why Jesus told them to wait. And then (laughs) the idea got to them. But... I like to talk about three things that help you, or four, yep. that help you see more and see before. One is information. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Because I, I feel like that's the cheapest, easiest, first step. Information. Uh, we, without the information, you're not going anywhere. It says... And all of this, by the way, is out of Romans 12. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The the renewing of the mind is what leads to that transformation, to that change of form. Transform is towards trans, which is change, form. So you can change form from, you know, like uh, Trump was suing the other guys for calling him a millionaire because he said, I'm a billionaire. Which people have problems? <laughs> the kind of problems people have. But for you, you need to change form, maybe the other way around. Huh? Hmm. <laughs> From millionaire to billionaire. That can only happen when you are, your mind is renewed. And I think the things I'm talking about are mind renewal things. One is information. Two is association. Who are you hanging out with? with? Yes. They say that you are the average of the five people that are closest to you. In other words, to see your future, look around. Three is environments, places you've been to. I remember going to America and seeing a church. At that time, we had one church at Katikati. And I went to this church whose stage was as big as our auditorium at at Katikati. Recently, I went to another place where the green room, the green room is where the people who are going on stage hang out and talk to each other before they go. Where the green room of that particular facility was as big as our auditorium here. So, environments are helpful. That's why people tell people, get a, go to China, just go and see. Because something will happen to you when you get there. That all the podcasts and audios and whatever will not do to you until you get to a place and maybe hold your head or something. That can help you see more. And 
So those three are primary. The fourth would be trying out. Having read it or heard it, having hung out with good people and having seen and experienced certain things, you have to try out something. Because otherwise you're going to be that person who likes to take selfies with important people. So you look important, but you never do anything that they are doing. Correct. So I don't know if you, have to, you want to respond to that. Um, the fourth one, you build the plane in motion. Build the plane in motion. Yes, as it's flying, as it's going along. And I'm just using exactly what you've said. The three elements of renewing the mind, the environment, and the people will help continuously build. Yeah. Um, and build on that idea that you probably got again from those three things. So it's a, it's a continuous, you know, one, two, three, repeat. One, two, three, repeat. And in whatever order, but try it out, test your vision, and refine it and build the plane in motion, so to speak, especially using those three, um, mm, mm, mm. catalyzed by those three uh, elements that you just talked about, yeah. Go ahead, Grace. I think um, when I went to South Africa, I saw a pharmacy mm. that was as big as this auditorium. Yes. Now, wow. I had never seen such a setting and I, 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 my mind was blown away. But when I went to Bangkok, I saw a pharmacy um, that was probably three meters by three meters. So my mind was stretched both ways. Yes. That it's possible to do this on a large scale, but you also don't need large scale to start. Yeah. That either way, you can actually start. Yeah. So mm. where in the in, in on, on on the whole um, spectrum, spectrum. Yeah. where do you want to play and where do you want to be comfortable with and how do you want to win? I found that you know very interesting. Wow. From what yeah. you're both saying, exposure is key. Yeah. yeah. Exposure. Yeah. That's exposure to big, exposure to small. See where you fit in, and and which direction you're going within your big vision. But yes. Exposure, and I think those three or four strands we're talking about exposure. Yeah. yeah. Through people, through information, and through uh, sight exposure. Actually. Yeah. Now our time is out, and people have been asking lots of questions, uh, but I'm going to come to you now. I'm going to start with you, Mona. We are talking about this whole idea of thinking, thinking. You, you how do you do your thinking? People are asking for practical ways. They say they are saying life is so busy, and and all of that, which is true. But as as an individual, how are you dealing with this issue of thinking? It happens at two levels: corporately and individually. Mm -hmm. You don't have the monopoly of on wisdom, and and it helps to sit with other people and borrow their ideas and hear from them and ask. So people will help you by one, asking you the right questions, you asking and hearing and listening and applying it to what you want. Then yeah. yes, there's actually the hard job of sitting in solitude and thinking. After, after, after all is said and done, it comes down to your individual thoughts. Because even after I ask Mo, Pastor Chris, my mom, everybody, I'll need to then take time uh, 
to think about these things and how practically I see director brought a pen and paper. Sometimes it's right down to the big ideas you got from so-and-so and what does this mean practically? When will I do this? Can I do this now? Can I do this later? What resources do I need? It's hard work. It's what have you done lately that has helped you hack, you know, expand, break a wall in your thinking? And something that you have done? It's actually the group, the group thinking. Group me, thinking. Yes, I've gotten breakthrough on ideas from other people, but it has had to be engagements. We're talking about this challenge, this bottleneck work. It, it, it was at work. What do we do? How many people? It's always, um, for, for, for the, for the uh, practical ones, three, four, because I was dealing with my direct managers. So yeah. yeah, three, three four. four people yeah. seated in a room. Yes, let's solve this. Yeah. yeah. Whiteboard. Whiteboard. Yes. Hacking away the issue. Yes. For how long? Um, that particular session lasted about two hours. About two hours. Yeah. yeah, because people need real, okay, get a whiteboard, get three, four people who can think. Yes. And be prepared for it sometimes. Uh, uh, yeah. You're going to think about this issue. Yeah, tell people you're going to think. Yes. I remember in one of John Maxwell's books, he talks about a certain coach who would tell, I think, no, it was a business guy, who would tell his executive team, every one of you come with 100 ideas on how we are going to go from point A to point B. You have a week to think, the thinking day is X. So everyone comes with their ideas and yeah. they're pushing back. Exactly. And out of the that, you could back. get, if you are five, those are likely to be 500 ideas, there will be mergers where some are similar. But by the time you come down to the top 10, to say these 10 are the best breakthrough ideas that we could implement, I think that's very rich. Yeah. Yes, Grace. Um, I, I don't like calls. <laughs> I don't like taking calls before 10. You don't like taking calls before 10? No. I hope I haven't called you before yeah, 10. I was also <laughs> making a mental note as well. Um, I just think we cannot begin the day with hello, I just wonder how you wake up. Now this is my view, right? So it may not be, you know, it may not be yours, but I wonder how you call in into a, a talk show and say, you know, I am, I am here and um, Ukraine, Ukraine. And they're like, okay, God bless you. So I use that time to just be me and think and if need be I'll take a walk yeah I'll take a walk and I will use unfamiliar territory so I'll try and you know take routes that I normally don't take the other thing I do is I listen to podcasts uh, I came many of them in a day um <laughs> Every Wednesday, I meet with two other people who ask me what, what I was going to say what the hell, but yeah, I've already said it, what I am doing in the week to make the company better. Wow. And these two don't really care about my feelings. They are non, 
sentimental. They, they, they just say, no, Grace, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. So next week, come back with a better presentation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's accountability or group thing. Yes. Yeah. Grace, you're lying. <laughs> come back with a better idea. Well, you've had it, guys. Yeah. We need to go and do some thinking. And of course, some people listen and say, thinking, we have work to do. My friend, that's why the work you're doing, we don't know about it. Because you, you are not scaling it. It's not good. Success doesn't just happen. You will not wake up one day and you have 10 pharmacies. You will not wake up one day and the company has gone to multi-billion. No, it's intentional work and it starts as internal work. I like to tell people that the same head that mismanages the things at home is the same head that mismanages the things at work or the same head that manages the things at home, manages the things at work. So we must mind the mind. Thanks so much for joining us for Business Garage today as we start our series on business revival. And can uh, I appreciate Grace Munira and... Mona Mguma Sebuliba for joining us and the great work that they are doing in their spaces. Uh, make sure you can join the Business Leaders Network. There is an, a 7 a.m. Zoom call every day to challenge how you are thinking. It's not every day actually, it's what? Monday, Tuesday, th Thursday, Friday, because on Wednesday we have a flow prayer. Uh, if you've never given your life to Jesus, he's the giver of every good thing. So we invite you into that relationship. There's a number on your screen. We just want to text that number and say, hey, I'm ready to step into a relationship with Jesus. My name is Mose, and I've been your host for this business garage as we engage these new dimensions of thinking about our businesses will take us to the next level. See you next Sunday at 7.30 a.m. You are blessed. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.